The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with The Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Thank you for joining us here on Plant Profits. I am Vern Davis. I am your host, and I'm spending time today. My guest is a community leader, a humanist, and we're going to get her to talk about being a humanist, a cannabist with a capital V. Her work looks to give underrepresented folks a seat at the table in the cannabis industry and beyond. She was recognized as 15 women to watch in the CBD industry in Marie Claire and Culture Magazines, five cannabis entrepreneurs to watch in 2019. So basically what I'm saying is that we are talking to a real player in the business this morning. And her name is uh, Miss Solange. Burnett, she is the co-founder and cannabist at Humble Bloom. How are you this morning, Solange? I'm doing quite well, Vern. Thank you for such a beautiful intro. Oh, that was easy. That's right. That's right. The rest is just us talking. Um, now, where are you located? So I'm in Brooklyn, New York, in Bushwick area. Bushwick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, did you grow up in New York, Solange? Actually, no, I didn't. Um, my family is from the Caribbean. Um, okay. First generation American or Caribbean American. And I grew up in Newton, Massachusetts. I know. South Newton High School. You know Newton South? No way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 now, I've, I didn't go to school there. I'm from Texas. Okay. But I lived there um, a long time ago. When a long time ago in, in these days is in the 90s. Uh, in the early 90s, I lived uh, in, in the Boston metropolitan area. And I got to know the area uh, really well. And uh, I currently have a son in Boston going to BC, Boston I'm College. Reason to go there for that higher education, that institutional brainwashing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? Uh, that brainwashing is done there better than most places. Oh, so well. <laughs> it is amazing. Uh, you know, now I see that you went to Wellesley. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if you went to Wellesley, you could have gone anywhere. Oh, I mean, thank you for saying that. I did yeah. from a... I had a really hardworking mom that, you know, okay. me as a black woman in America, but specifically in a neighborhood where I could be easily identified. I needed to stay yeah. on my P's and Q's, work 10 times harder. So, yeah, I got into some great colleges. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and Wellesley just felt like a really supportive place for women to be empowered and get to know yourselves and cut through the bullshit, not dress up for anybody, just get that education and right. all of the other things that you can get, whether it's music or art, there's so many different extracurriculars. So it's a beautiful place to start my higher education. So you you love that experience, that undergrad experience at Wellesley? I mean, let's be real, Vern. When yeah. I, 
<laughs> when I first arrived at 18 years old and there were no men anywhere and my mom's like this is where you must go I was like oh this woman doesn't want me to meet any guy yeah Catholic she's like stay away from men they're the devil <laughs> <laughs> and you learned over time and experience that that is not the case I learned over time and experience it's a case-by-case basis for all humans, right? That's right. (laughs) Regardless of gender identity. But um, yeah, so Wellesley, and then I went on to Emerson. So I stayed in Boston for a while and then finally made it out to New York now 13 years ago. So I guess I'm officially a New Yorker. (laughs) Wow. Now, so so tell me about... um, uh, your journey. So after Wellesley, you actually did some work for Wellesley. Yeah. Right. So right after Wellesley, I then went on to Emerson College and I studied broadcast journalism. Okay. Degree. Um, and I really, that was going to date myself, but that's when the war in Iraq started. Yeah. Um, somebody who's really deeply empathetic, you know, just hearing the way the media portrayed this as a shock and awe campaign, completely right. the fact that there are humans who are innocent on the ground dying, right. um, as if, you know, fireworks. So I'm just like, all right, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not in the energy of me. So I did go back into nonprofit work and I stayed working at nonprofits for about a decade and Wellesley was the first place I went where um, to go back home to that community, that little incubator space of love. And I did (laughs) the annual giving program. I like helped to get alumni to get, uh, to give money back to the school. Wow. That's, that's, that's good. Uh, Now, if you take a look at, you know, uh, your background and that that's another uh, opportunity in your life, you decide to get back um, because you, you know doing that, you don't make a lot of money doing that, right? So, as you noticed in my um, yeah. titles that I have, yeah, does it say capitalist? <laughs> no, no, but it it's really it's about a cause. It's right. about something. I could tell it's really what you were doing. You you, you did something you actually believed in. Yeah, and I think the the thread through all of us to now, something I believe in is community, is us. And how do we better community? By contributing to it, uh, giving our gifts, allowing our gifts to really help our communities grow and flourish and really take stock in each individual one. So working at a women's institution, then working at LGBTQ AI institution that did anti-bullying and harassment, working at a cancer organization, arts and entertainment organization, Harlem School of the Arts for kids up in New York, you know, always was, how do I help these different populations of people that are underrepresented, that are underserved, that are voiceless, um, and amplify them. But, you know, as much as nonprofit is nonprofit, to be quite honest, just like the gender thing, there are good ones, there are bad Bad ones. ones, Yeah. they're kind of in the image of corporations, most of them. So as much as you're making, you're making less money. <laughs> you're <kind of> the same. <laughs> yeah. And you're working really hard. So hard. So you must be passionate about whatever that is. Yeah. Right? And that's the hard part. It's like getting uh-huh. over the people versus the cause. It's like the people you're working with versus what does this organization set out to do? <laughs> no, no, that's right. Now, now you call yourself a humanist. Yeah. Okay. I don't hear that a lot, right? So I'm sure that has a special meaning for you. So talk to us about that. For me, I think being a humanist is really about empowering all humans, connecting us, making sure that we have equity 
there's justice for mm -hmm. all. Like, I don't walk into a room and try to say, oh, these are my people, those are not my people. At the bottom line, we're all striving mm -hmm. to be equal and to be treated as human. So mm -hmm. for me, instead of just going into category and saying, oh, I'm a feminist, oh, mm -hmm. I'm a black feminist, oh, mm -hmm. whatever it is, it's like, yes, those are parts of me, but the bottom line is humanism. I care about the advancement, the protection, and the love of all humans and our rights to survive all around this world. So that's the foundation from which you come. Yes, that is the foundation. And then, and then as we have this discussion, we'll see there's multifaceted areas in which you, you, you move into. That's a great question. I think, you know, it's more about how I learned. I think much okay. of what we pick up and what we incorporate into our versions of our storied selves, the different layers of who we are, is learned. You know, what is the environment in which we are growing and thriving? And mm -hmm. I think having an incredible mom who understood the injustices and the imbalances in society, but never put anyone over anyone, you know? Like, okay. I had been in situations where a family member would say something about because there are some really homophobic Caribbean folks, just like there are in all groups. And there's different words and phrases like Bati boy and all this stuff. And you hear people say this and my mom would immediately come to the defense and say, yeah. God loves all humans. There's nothing wrong, it was created in God's image. And I think a lot of times people use religion to put people in their place or to mm -hmm. make them less than. Um, and I'm not a religious person, I'm definitely a spiritual person, but having that kind of role model, having my mother constantly say, no, we're all people, we're all human, we all deserve all the same things. Um, I think that really was something that was in the pit of my belly from the beginning um, and has just grown and flourished and continued. It was never, and I think also maybe growing up in a neighborhood where I was always othered. Um, sure. Where I grew up in a white Jewish uh -huh. suburban neighborhood where- Yes, you did. Yes, where most <laughs> people were very affluent. Whereas uh -huh. me, my mom had three kids and was working multiple jobs and yeah. really working because she wanted to make sure we had a good education. We were in a safe neighborhood and she yeah. knew that there were repercussions for that as well. Like we would be othered. We would not see people like us, that sort of thing. But right. I Growing up in that environment, being able to have allies, co-conspirators, people who lifted me up and realized that, yes, there are inequities and I want to help. Um, it's, it's really been something that's been fostered in me because we all have certain levels of privilege, no matter what body we're in. No, I'm, you're, you're right. I'm here today with Solange Burnett and Solange is co-founder of Humble Bloom. We're going to take a break and we're going to really get into uh, some of the other areas in which Solange is uh, participating in right now, which is awesome. So we'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and, and intelligently 
to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. I said palm trees, make yo, 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 this your boy TJ, Trinidad James. You're listening to Dr. Bina on Cannabis Confidential. People were so excited to see you supporting our industry, and it's so important to see people who are mainstream, who are out there, that people look up to. That was my first one ever going to, so that was definitely a big deal for me. It's not just, oh man, just come smoke a bunch of joints. It's a lot of science into it. It's way more interesting than a lot of people might think would look down, per se, on what we enjoy. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, welcome back. I am Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. I'm uh, with Solange Burnett today. She is the co-founder and cannabist at Humble Bloom. And Solange, we were talking really about how you got to be who you are, right? And and the, the powerful influence and leadership um, that you've gotten from your mother uh, as you uh, were raised in Newton, Mass. Um, <laughs> It's a beautiful place. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's, a, it's gorgeous. And it's awesome. Bless Esther's heart. She's still. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Your mom's Esther? Yes. Oh, that's, that, that's awesome. Bless Esther Williams. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is great. Some people may not know, you know, they've heard of Brookline, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's next door. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they, they may not have heard of Newt. But, but it, it has some stars. It's kind of fun. It's like when mm-hmm. you go down the line, there's like that that actor John Krasinski. He was like yeah. older than me at Newton South. There's this other girl, Rachel Platten. She's a big singer. So yeah, not too shabby. Okay, all right. So there's some product coming out of there. Uh, <laughs> that's great. It's not just big news. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Go. That's great. Well, you know, so. Um, there's a lot of um, talk and activity 
and it's it you know it seems to come to the forefront via negative vehicles uh, about social justice, and I know you're really involved uh, as a humanist in the social justice arena and and how you do that. And you you chose one vein to go down this road through cannabis, right? So why don't you talk to us about that choice and um, how that fits what you're trying to get accomplished in your life? Yeah, so I feel like cannabis is an opportunity to really incorporate all of your skills and talents. You know, growing up and becoming an adult and starting a workforce, so much of what I was told is, oh, you need to pick one thing and do it. You know, you can't have a multitude of interests. It's like, go be a lawyer, go be a doctor, this one vein. You know, if you're going to do volunteer work or be a politician, like, that's it. You can't do anything. Or you're going to be a singer. That's all you're going to do. But that didn't sit well for me. And I don't think that we are, we are multifaceted. We're not just singular entities. We have many interests and beliefs and things that really hold our purpose, you know? Um, And cannabis was a place where it really is a conduit and an intersection of all things. So you can talk about social justice, you can talk about the environment, you can talk about racism, you can talk about sexism, you can talk about tech, you can talk talk about agriculture. There's so many opportunities in this plant, vulnerability, healing, well-being or wellness, Mm -hmm. Um, of course, medicinal use. There's so, and mass incarceration. So right. it really was about three years ago, me and my friend Danielle came together and we thought, oh, maybe we should start a cannabis product because, oh, this is taking off. Green Rush, right? But And that's Danielle Swatters, right? Yes, Danielle yes. Swatters. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we took, we took some time and did some real R&D and talked to people all across the industry to try to figure out what's our fit. Is this the place just need another product from somebody who knows nothing about the industry? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, maybe not. So instead of like trying to raise all this money, we're like, let's invest in the community. Let's invest in education and advocacy. Let's educate and inform using thought leaders and experts and brands and people who are doing the right thing, people who have integrity. Let's use our voice and our platform to Mm -hmm. uplift the good doers or the ones Mm -hmm. who are doing their best and are holding themselves accountable or transparent about everything from supply chain to who is actually working with them and why. Um, And so, yeah, we started that with really doing immersive experiences that were purpose-driven, that focused on, okay, we're going to have a men's session that's about vulnerability and performance and consumption and bring on investors and athletes and people who are doing meditation and have four-hour sessions for men to really dig into more than let's just have a bong hit, you know? So, So explain that to me because that's interesting to me. So explain what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. It's a ton of planning. Let me tell you, we are highly detail oriented and really care about providing not safe containers, but brave containers for Mm -hmm. people to meet folks where cannabis is the common thread, whether you're kind of curious or you're somebody who's deeply involved and has your own business or has been investing in multiple companies. Um, This is a point for you to come together, have conversations, learn from these experts as well as from your interactions with each other. And then Mm -hmm. 
Empire. So one of our major experiences, actually the experience that we launched with is our HB field trip, our Humble Bloom field trip, where we take people to a cannabis farm, small cohorts of about 40 people for a weekend of immersive learning. Um, and that could be everything from, of course, we're having farm to table meals with infused right. snacks, or, you know, a mandala ceremony where you co-create a beautiful mandala that is presented by a brand so you understand the botanicals that's in okay. that product or yeah. a panel discussion um, that has social justice acti activists from Oakland as well as somebody who is, has a farm in Northern California that's three generations of growers, you know, mixing all these people together mm -hmm. and, and then also having attendees who have prior records are people who are bud tenders, people who have no idea and they're coming on a little trip with their wifey and they just <laughs> escape for a weekend by a lake. Um, so it, it was a remarkable, we've done that twice now. We did one at Tonic, which is in upstate New York. And then we did one in California um, at Astor Farms last year in October. And we would have had one this year, but thanks hmm. <laughs> yeah, COVID. Yeah, you, you, you know that's uh, that is so true. Um, it, now, that that brings an interesting point to bear. So, how what have you been doing, and, and where's your energy going since COVID has arrived? Yeah. Okay, honey. So that that is a big thing. From the beginning, it was like <laughs> I just need to calm down. So I leaned into my four M's: meditate, motivate. Yeah masturbate and medicate and those okay. were the things i was doing so motivate was really getting people socially involved we're sitting here sitting looking at our screens right i am a part of something called demo crew which we are doing weekly activations where we're doing digital canvassing okay. um, humble bloom is specifically focused on consulting right now so we're helping brands become more human and that can be everything from csr to your branding and marketing to you know events that are online and doing that kind of production um and doing some brand partnerships helping these brands get their get their voice out there when i really believe in them so it's been that plus i've also been singing in the resistance revival chorus okay that's something i've been doing for the past couple of years and going to protests with them and singing and uniting the people is something that really just brings so much joy oh that is that is terrific that you're you know, you're you're doing that now um it, i am really interested on what you're doing, and we're going to talk in our next segment about Humble Bloom, right? And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. But I, I'm really, how does one get connected to you uh, from that perspective, number one? Number two is when you describe the journeys that you, the excursions, mm. uh, you know, intentional excursions, which are cool, that you are taking folks on. It sounds like, because you you don't sell any of these products and, and things, so you're getting support from the community, the cannabis community. Mm -hmm. They see value in what this is about. And I really would love to know, why do you believe they, they're, they're providing their product for you? They are, um, you know, what is it in, what's in it for them? Yeah. I mean, the cannabis community has been incredible. And I will say that we've been leaning into smaller and more mid-range brands. Okay. Um, that, you know, 
I think, don't have all this money to do all the marketing and promotions, but I think they really believe in what we're doing. We're helping to curate the culture of cannabis through these experiences and really connect people to a plant, the plant in an authentic way. And I think for them to be knowledge sharers, Mm -hmm. brands, instead of just setting up a booth and selling something, which does, or going around to some convention and sticking a bunch of products in your bag and you have no idea what you have or there's no connection, you're not necessarily gonna buy it. It's just a free for all to get free crap (laughs) it's like we don't do that we talk to each brand we help guide them to help them figure out how are they going to fit into the program so Mm -hmm. people provide product they provide money for our equity programs we make sure that all of our events are open to all people regardless of their financials so we have folks in toronto california they all decide hey we're going to support your equity fund so people can come to your events for free um so i think it's really in the culture of what we are doing they we're trustworthy we're honest and we're collaborative we're not here to compete we're here to uplift and share the good joy and beautifulness of the plant (laughs) oh that is a very cool and unique interesting interaction with corporate Mm. right it very much so Look, we're going to continue our discussion. I'm here with Sister Solange Burnett, and uh, we're having this wonderful discussion about social equity, uh, cannabis, uh, how it all goes together. And we're going to continue that uh, when we come back. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. It's time to Hemp Resent. I am going to titillate your audio orifices with weekly radio rendezvous with some of the premier movers, shakers, and history makers of the cannabis community. Radio resident Hempo sapien Vivian McPeak. I will be putting out a call to action on the issues of the day and putting your interests under the big lights as I provide cannabis commentary and weekly interviews that go straight for the nugular. Marijuana! Hemp Resents, only on Cannabis Radio. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. I'm here with Sister Solange Vernet. She is the co-founder and cannabis at Humble Bloom. Solange, now, 
talk about Humble Bloom, right? And uh, are you unique in the market space or, or you, you guys have a, a vast set of competitors? Um, what, what's the value proposition? So I just did a values exercise yesterday. I sit on the board uh, or I'm in this um, business equity council for a company called uh, the Virtue Project. And okay. the, like, one of the things they were like, um, put, they gave us a whole bunch of words and they're like, set up your values, like from always to never. And never I had competition. So mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to start there. Okay. I grew up as an athlete. I am like, I feel like that is the flaw in our society is that we believe that we need to compete instead of collaborate. And I think that is one of the true points of Humble Bloom is we believe that this life, not just this industry, should be collaborative over over competitive. Mm -hmm. And I think, yes, that does make us stand out. I think also what makes us stand out is the fact that it's two women founders, one black, white. Um, I think our backgrounds are, we didn't come in here, as I said, to make a profit specifically. Yes, that's what we would like to do. Because of course. We can't do work if we can't make money, unfortunately, in this society. But um, I think that we have a unique approach. We have a unique background. I've done a lot of diversity, equity, and inclu- inclusion consulting. Um, mm. Currently, I'm doing breath work um, every Saturday with a company called Frequency. So people gather virtually, and we have hour sessions to really dig in and reset and retune ourselves so that we can show up better for the community. Okay. Um, and it's a really healing journey that's so much easier than meditation. And I think, you know, when you have these different gifts and these different things sprinkled into like who the leadership of an organization is, we're not just some hippies hanging out smoking joints, even though we look like that. We're not just your favorite weed aunties. We've got work to do. Everybody needs a weed auntie. <laughs> give us a show me and danielle your favorite weed aunties we're here to just talk a whole bunch of junk just getting lifted and talking junk but um i think that when you have that in the dna of your organization and that's what we help other companies do is really be good storytellers figure out what's of the essence what made you come into this industry besides money like what is it that makes Different? Is it because you're indigenous and you're based in California and woman and a couple, like how do we show that off for you and help your company go forward? Because these are the things we want to uplift, not those guys who have been doing this in some other arena or some other industry, have never smoked, don't care about mass incarceration, don't care about the product supply chain and all the plastic they're putting in the world and the fact that our kids won't have a place to sleep in the future or breathe you know these are the these are the kinds of people we want to lift up the conscious people the conscious leaders uh, right. so that we create conscious consumers people that think before they eat before they drink before they smoke before they buy um, okay. so i think we do have a different value add to um the industry you know, that's, that's, that's very interesting because in my business at Produce Global People Solutions, we, we spend a lot of time with multi-state operators, so larger entities in the cannabis space and, and some small entities. And I was thinking about your business as I was looking into having this conversation with you. And I was thinking about why would a, a multi-state operator come talk to you? To actually 
think outside the box, to truly okay. be innovative, to okay. not stay in their circles of old fashioned conservative ways of being, to sure. actually look at cannabis as an opportunity for future forward growth, for community, for things that they inherently don't think of because they have yes men that look like them, that have been corporatized, that have been have their mindsets colonized, that yeah. are not thinking in the same way. And we talk about the world is talking about diversity and inclusion. The world right. is calling talking about equity. You want people that have different mindsets, different values at the table so that your company can truly grow. And right now, while we're doing, you know, strategy for brands and helping them identify target markets and do right. it in an authentic way, not just throw a black person on an ad and say right. that's good enough. Do you make like, me more authentic? If I'm an MSA, MSO coming to you, do you make me more authentic, more in tune to the, uh, to the marketplace, more in tune to the real consumer? Of course. Uh, Yes, and the and the diversity of the consumer, the multifacetedness of the consumer, how the consumer actually wants to be educated versus, okay, we're just going to make it look medical and sterile and not approachable and too hard for you to understand, or we're going to make it so wreck and have some like gorilla monkey weird thing on it that looks high with blazed eyes. It's like most consumers don't want that crap. And so we are just right. leaning into the stereotypes of what we think they want without truly talking to the consumer. And I think our value is we talk to the consumer all mm -hmm. the time and we care. That's, that's awesome. How do you take Humble Bloom and make that a vehicle for social equity? Well, I think what we are is really a change agent okay. for mindsets, um, for ushering forward the organizations that are doing the right thing, specifically in the social justice arena, um, for educating people in New York about what's happening legislatively by bringing together thought leaders. We had a policy circle where we brought together thought leaders from, and that's everything from lawyers, lobbyists, people who own dispensaries in New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey, all to Brooklyn to hang out and have a conversation while people were around them. We want to make sure that people are informed um, so that they can make the decisions that are right for themselves, not just marketed to and buying because they think this is the best or it has the most of something or it has, you know, without even understanding. Like so many people are like, oh, well, I use CBD. I don't use cannabis. It's like, honey, they're the same thing. It's a cannabinoid within the cannabis plant. Like, what are you talking about? A lot of education. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, hey, Sister Solange, I would love for you to leave us with something. This is, like this is the song. end of our time. Yeah, whatever you like. <laughs> this is the end of our time. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> like, I literally just want to say thank you, Vern. Brother Vern, this has been a real pleasure to spend time with you this morning. As they don't know, I've been fangirling your voice this entire segment. So <laughs> I had to go off. But I guess for everyone, I think my parting words are stay awake aware and activated. We cannot be complacent in this time. So y'all, if you want to see a certain future, be awake and get it done. Don't just sit and hope others are going to do it for you. Wow. That, that wise, humble words. Uh, we love it. Thank you very much. Thanks for being a part of what we do here at Plant Profits. Thank you for joining us. Thank you all for joining us. You can download episodes of Plant Profits 
by going to CannabisRadio.com. Cannabis Radio is my partner here, their amazing partner. Or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcast fix, go listen to Plant Profits. Follow Protus Global. Uh, Protus Global is a people solutions business through all social networks, including LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, all of the ones that are out there. We are there. Finally, learn more about how we are building companies, how we're changing lives at ProtusGlobal.com. That is ProtusGlobal.com, P-R-O-T-I-S, Global.com. Until next time, cheers. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.